Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Kathy Crisp and Brenda Wurzel in the studio. They are um, from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. They're going to be here to talk about what the St. Vincent de Paul Society does. It is not just a thrift store. They have a fantastic ministry that serves um, people that we sometimes don't see and don't know they need help necessarily. So they work really hard at helping people who have asked for help in one thing, but need help in many more things. So it's a beautiful ministry. If you don't know that much about it, I hope you stick around to find out a lot more. They are also in the process of building a new un- additional thrift store Woo-hoo, on the West side. Can't wait. So excited. <laughs> I, can, I can have a closer place to bring stuff to. <laughs> right. So first we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here for some biblical bites with Doc Dobby. Good to see you, Renee. Yes. Uh, what's today, Elise? The 30th Sunday in ordination. She said it was. I think the, it's the 29th, isn't it? Uh oh. I think it's the 30th. It's the 30th. Okay. Elise. The, gets wah, the start. Wah. Good job, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that means we're coming down to the end of the liturgical year, ladies. Four weeks. Uh, yeah. So Christ, the, Including this Lord one? Jesus Christ. King of the Universe is the 34th Sunday in Ordinary right. Time. Right. So we are coming down to it. So I want to focus on the second reading, which is from the first letter of St. Paul to the to the Thessalonians. Um, because uh, I'll talk a little bit about the context here, but First Thessalonians is very eschatological in Ooh, nature. Such a fancy word. Es- eschatological. It's about, Paul talks a lot about Jesus's return in glory. Oh, right. So here, as we're coming to the end, so having First Thessalonians, we we heard the very beginning of the letter last week, and we heard a little bit about more about it. Um, we're hearing more about it this week, but the church deliberately gives us First Thessalonians as we come to the end of liturgical year, sure. because the end of liturgical year starts to have that focus on Jesus' return in glory sure. at the very end of time, the last days, okay. the, the last of last. That's days. what eschatol- eschatological is about, es- and the last things in okay. times. Es- eschatology, eschatology is the last things. Uh, okay. Yeah, the the, 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 the theological discipline of eschatology. <laughs> so. Um, Paul, First Thessalonians, we think might be the oldest of the New Testament oh. documents, period. Okay. Uh, certainly of Paul's letters, but uh, I mean, the Gospels, we think be, were yeah. all written after the later and, right. and Acts and Revelation. So this might be the oldest document ever. If you want to get the context, I'd really encourage folks to read Acts chapter 17. Paul wrote this letter. So cue the map. Elise. A map. Um, so uh, for those of you who, who are listening, Paul wrote this letter from Corinth, which is in Southern Greece. Mm. Um, to, this is his first letter to, letter to the church in Thessalon- Thess- Thessalonians. So Thessalonica is in the province of Macedonia further north in Greece. So Paul had gone to Thessalonica on his second missionary journey in the around the year fifty or okay. so, and he got there. And, and the my edition, my Bible has as a, as a heading for the beginning of Acts chapter seventeen, the uproar in Thessalonica. <laughs> so Paul went there. He preached the gospel to some of the Jews in the synagogue, and they received it. Um, but then he got kicked out of town. Of course. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like he did so that a lot. <laughs> later, later that winter, 50, 51, that winter, he's in Corinth and he writes a letter to the Thessalonians okay. and he encourages them in their faith. And I just want to read the very beginning of what we'll hear at Mass. Brothers and sisters, you know what sort of people we were among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in great affliction 
with joy from the Holy Spirit so that you become a model for all the believers in Macedonia, that province, that, that mm-hmm. and in Achaia, the southern province. So basically, they received the word of the Lord, affliction. Paul was kicked out. They, they were persecuted, but they received it in faith, and they had great joy, and they're a model for Greeks, Christians throughout Greece. Always love the map, Dr. B. Thanks a lot. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have two lovely ladies from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. I have Kathy Crisp, who is the district council president for the, is it, would it be the South Dakota conference or is it like Sioux Falls conference? Sioux Falls diocesan area. There. Thank you. And I have Brenda Wordle. Uh, she is the president of the St. Michael conference for St. Vincent de Paul and the fundraising chair for a large project they have going on, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but the ladies were kind enough to come in um, to tell us what St. Vincent de Paul Society does, um, why it's important that we uh, know that, and what we can do to help them. So thank you for being here, ladies. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, Kathy, let's start with you. Uh, will you tell us what is the Society of St. Vincent de Paul? Lots of people have heard about it, but I think a lot of people don't really necessarily know everything you do. I would say St. Vincent de Paul is the best kept secret in Sioux Falls. Yes. <laughs> you see the storefront, you know there's a thrift store, but behind the scenes, there's a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. We have been around Sioux Falls for over 50 years. Uh, we do outreach to homes. Okay. So we have uh, an assistance line where they can go online uh-huh. and fill out a form and request assistance for their very basic needs, anything from their rent to their utilities, um, gas for their car, whatever the case Mm -hmm. might be. Mm -hmm. And then one of the Vincentian teams of two people will go out, they'll schedule a home visit and go out and visit with those folks. Mm -hmm. Do kind of a, just get an idea of what that family situation really is or that individual situation is. Um, maybe they've asked for rent, but you walk in and there's no furniture. And so are those other resources that we can be helping connect them to and find for them or get them a voucher to our store? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you see cabinets and they're empty. There's no groceries. And so we have a partnership here in town so we can get vouchers for groceries. We also have many donations that come into some of the churches. Mm -hmm. So that outreach is split between five of the parishes here in Sioux Falls. Oh, okay. Um, those are called conferences. Right. And we have Christ the King Conference, St. Mary's, St. Michael's, St. Lambert's, and St. Catherine Drexel. Very nice. And so each of those has several volunteers. And then, like I said, we partner up within our own conference mm-hmm. and we rotate that. Okay. So... One week you might ask for assistance and you might get St. Michael's and another week you'll ask and it oh, might be St. Mary's. I see. Yeah. So, so it's that's not, like when they when they request assistance, you it's not always the same parish. Correct. Not always the same people. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, we do share that information with each other mm-hmm. so that we're kind of, you know, in the know as far as who's been giving what help. Sure. And so that helps us. Um, one of the things we try to focus on is systemic change. Mm-hmm. So we try to give them more of a help up instead yeah. of just giving them a handout yeah. that they're going to take and go. And we want to help them 
be more self-sustainable in the future. I was just thinking that when you said um, that you go do a home visit and see what's there, rather than just having someone say, hey, I need some financial assistance and just give them money, that might not help. It might help for a moment, for a month or whatever it is, but it doesn't really work towards solving any problems that uh, they're facing on a regular basis. Right. So that's huge. It is. And the beautiful part about St. Vincent de Paul is we are not an agency. Right. We are a faith-based ministry. Mm -hmm. And so that allows us to not have all of the red tape Ah. that people have to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we obviously see where there's a need and Mm -hmm. we help with those basic needs. Mm -hmm. But we don't have all of the guidelines of, well, if you make, you know, $50 more than our set income guidelines, we're not going to help you. We don't have that. Right. right. Um, That's great. Yeah. We do pay all of our assistance goes directly to the provider. So Mm -hmm. a landlord or a utility company, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't give cash out to the folks that we help. Sure. That Um, makes sense. Yeah. All of that is tracked. And we're part of a nationwide and international organization Mm -hmm. as well. So. Mm We have a regional that we have support from, and then that goes up to our national and our international as well. So it's not just us here in Sioux Falls. We're all over the world. Right. So I I love that. And and actually, I'm I'm really glad to hear that because we often get uh, emails to the chancery or um, phone calls, people who need something. Right. Sometimes it's rent assistance. And I mean, here we are administrative offices, so we're not really set up to, to do that. But I actually did not know that you do that. Now, I suspect Annie, our receptionist, knows that because she is supposed to know all the places to send them to. Mm-hmm. I will make sure she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's nice to know a lot of the parishes get those phone calls as yeah. well. And so yeah. it's, you know, getting that word out and, and making people more aware that, hey, your secretary doesn't have to be taking these calls every time. Right. Let's get something set up within yes. your parish where you have volunteers that want to help people. Yeah. No, they have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So so as president, Kathy, I mean, we assume that you kind of run the show. But what do you do? Oh, I don't run the show. <laughs> like every, oh, <laughs> I do she not run the show. <laughs> I do not run the show. Um, Just make sure it doesn't all fall apart, right? <laughs> I, you know, I am a person that answers a lot of questions. Sure. And I try to keep that communication between our local area and our regional and national. Oh, sure. Kind of bridge that gap um, and get that information and and connect the two so that they have that. Yeah, that helps. So Brenda, in your parish, uh, you're the president of the St. Michael Conference. Um, Can you tell us what what you do there? I mean, we know you go out on outreaches, but how does that look in a parish? Well, we do also have uh, meetings Mm -hmm. that we get together twice a month. Okay. And we get together in prayer as well Mm -hmm. because we're, we are to grow in holiness mm-hmm. as uh, friends as right. well. And that helps us go out to yeah. meet with people and do those home visits and not be judgmental. Yeah, We're also trained for the home visits mm-hmm. so we can go out and try to be Christ for those people yeah. Yeah. because they really are desperate at the time they're reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. Um what it, what it looks like is a group of people that have great hearts and want to go help others, lift them up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let them know you're doing okay. Um, I know it's stressful right now, yeah. 
but things are going to get better. Let's see how we can get a plan together mm-hmm. and uh, get you going in the right direction so you don't have to be so stressed. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. So from the either one of you, do you have um, a really good story from any of your visits that you could share or, or anything from the store, whatever you think would be helpful? Probably more than you want us to tell you. <laughs> okay, yeah. pick one um, or two. <laughs> I do have one where we helped an individual. This is my favorite story uh-huh. to tell. We helped an individual with rent and getting into their own apartment. And they got their job and they moved into a larger apartment and were more self-sustaining. And at the same time, we had another visit come in. And because I knew the strengths of the person from the first visit, I called him and I said, you know, you've always said that you'd be willing to help us. I said, I've got a guy who's got to have some knee surgery and he doesn't have anyone to cook meals for him. Mm-hmm. And so I met that gentleman, the first gentleman at the store, got the groceries. He took them to his apartment and he cooked all the meals. Oh my goodness. And he put them in storage containers for this man who was having knee surgery and then brought it to me and then we delivered it to the apartment. Wow. So that he would have, you know, five days worth of meals mm-hmm. while he tried to, you know, get over his pain and, and get that kind of under control and mm-hmm. start healing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, it was really a full t- circle. Yeah. And that was really nice to see. Yeah. That's beautiful when they can, because people really appreciate the help. And when mm-hmm. then they can turn around and help someone else in a similar situation or, you know, right. a different situation that they just need help there. That's really good. Yeah, we have a lot that we'll offer to get yeah. involved afterwards, yeah, and that's so really we've cool. we've had some come and work with the diaper ministry. And, oh yeah, um, can you tell us a things. little bit about that? Sure. Um, so Holy Innocence Diaper Ministry is something that we do the first, second, and third Wednesday and Saturday okay. of every single month. Okay. Um, we have diapers, wipes, and formula vouchers now that we mm-hmm. give out. To those, uh, they can come once every 60 days. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, all they do is, you know, just provide something that shows that need. So maybe it's a Medicaid card or a food stamp card Mm -hmm. or something of that nature. And then the child has to be, I believe, under four years old. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they will give them diapers or pull-ups and then wipes as well. Very nice. I bet that's really helpful because diapers are expensive. They are. All all of it's expensive. (laughs) Right, right. right. And um, they try to give them, I think, about a month's worth of of diapers. So very nice. Yes. So yeah. then they only have to come up with another month if they can come right. every 60 days, which has got to be super helpful. Right. Especially if you have a, a fixed income of some sort or um, a reduced income for one reason or another. So, well, and if you've yeah. had a new baby yeah. and you're home for a little while, then yep. money is tight. Yeah. And so you see that, you know, you see those people come in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Brenda, any stories from you? I want to share one in particular. Okay. There's many, Good. Good. but th- this one, this just shows you the effectiveness of doing a home visit. Mm-hmm. We had a gentleman that had called us needing rent, mm-hmm. but when we got to his, uh, got to the home visit, we were talking with him and yes, he needed rent, but he was looking for a job because he had been laid off from another one. Well, he was older and I just had this little tap on the shoulder, you know, the, I call them God taps or mm-hmm. shoulder yeah. tap, whatever. <laughs> But I said, well, um, are, are you on any medication? And he said, uh, blood pressure medication. And, you know, his, he couldn't afford to get it. And his oh, blood gosh. pressure was high. 
but there's this one job he could get if he could just have his blood pressure normal. Mm. And so it was actually a whole gamut of, I mean, it was a whole thing that if he could, it could affect his whole life. Right. Yes. So we helped him with part of the rent and helped him with the medication. So then, okay, he gets his medication, which saves him from a stroke possibly. So medically it improves. Then he can go get that job, Mm -hmm. which can help pay the rest of the rent, which improves his life or decreases his stress, which decreases his blood pressure. Yes. Right. So, I mean, it's just the, the home visit is so very, very important. Yeah. And you do get those promptings by prayer. We pray before we go in and we pray after we leave the visit as well. Very nice. Um, do you pray with the person? Or we you, also pray with yeah, them okay, during the visit. Very good. Right and before they don't have to we be leave. Catholic for, oh, no. Anybody. Absolutely. Yes. No. Yes. We serve anybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important for people to remember is that this is yeah. this is not a strictly Catholic thing by any means. Right. So uh, if you just joined us, we are talking to uh, Kathy Crisp and Brenda Wur- Wursel from. <laughs> Sorry, Brenda. It's okay. <laughs> I just so good the first time. Um, from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the store? Because a lot of people know about the store. I have actually never been to the store. Um, I know about it because I work here. I know. I know. But now there's going to be one on the west side eventually. And then I, I live on the west side. So, um, But... Uh, of course, uh, St. Vincent de Paul's store advertises in the Bishop's Bulletin, so many people see that sure. and they know about it. But what does the store do and where where does the income, the uh, proceeds from that go? So the store also is not just a store. Right. Um, I, had, I had no doubt. <laughs> no. Um, we have a gentleman that's been working in retail for a long time, so he's got that retail experience, but at the same time has done a lot of thrifting in his life, so mm-hmm. he understands the thrift side of it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he works with people who are maybe difficult to place into an employment position or maybe they want to work, but mm, that anxiety or whatever medical condition they might have is limiting them to working, you know, 10 to 15 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have the capability of saying, hey, we can find something for you to do for those few hours Mm -hmm. a week. And I think that's super powerful. Um, If you walk into the store, you will see smiles. You will see happy employees, which is always wonderful. Yep. Um, They do a lot of community type things where they'll do a, they call it hot dog Friday. (laughs) And, um, you know, so they have, it's just what it sounds like. It's hot hot dogs. And during Lent, I assume it's fish. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. I think they just well, have they to change the Catholic, day. So. Right, right. Um, but they're very, they're always smiling. We work with, um, you know, there's people that come in through the state, through their TANF mm-hmm. programs. So mm-hmm. they're able to do some hours with us. There is court ordered hours. Um, so we provide wow. all sorts of opportunities for people to Yeah work and make a huge difference yeah. in other people's lives. Yeah. So the sales and the proceeds from those sales go back into our conferences. Yeah. Uh, the store sends money to each one of the conferences every month. Mm-hmm. And um, I should also mention that not just in Sioux Falls do we have conferences. We also have Yankton and Watertown oh, now. that's right, yeah. And those two have been added in the last two and a half to three years. Nice. Yeah, so, um, but it, the store sends money to each of them, and then that helps support their outreach right. as they are helping people with their 
utilities and rent and what have you. The um, number of things you guys do to help people is really incredible. And in a way that helps them be able to get on their own feet, have the dignity of work that it's really amazing. Right. And we have a lot of partnerships. Um, You know, we work with a lot of area organizations Mm -hmm. and so that's very good. Our, our manager is very knowledgeable in that. And so he's great about, it's not just left to us to do that. He's also involved with a lot of those things. And so it makes for a nice teamwork opportunity as well. Yeah. All right. I just mentioned a minute ago that uh, there's going to be a new store on the West side. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, What is happening with that building, Kathy, if you'll fill us in. So the new store will be at 41st and Ellis road. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are beginning, we're getting ready to do our, we had a groundbreaking this week. Okay. And we hope to have the store up and open in the spring of 2024. Oh, nice. So I believe that as soon as that steel starts coming in, it's going to go up really, really fast. fast. <laughs> and um, it's been a long time coming. We've been working on this for a yep. few years, and but we're there. Yeah. And so now we just keep moving forward and everything seems to be falling into place as, oh, you know, God allows, because it's not our project, it's his project. Yep. Yep. And so we just keep kind of following the path of what he leads. And um, the store will have a retail space. Mm-hmm. It will also have a warehouse and then it will have a training and meeting conference oh, area okay. for our Vincentians, which is what our volunteers are called. Um so we'll be able to do training for new ones. We can do that for, you know, anyone who opens a conference, right. then we can do that training. And right. um, we hope to have the diaper ministry on the west side of town as oh, well. Sure, yeah. So we're always looking for more people because you need more volunteers. Mm-hmm. You need more people to make those things happen. Yeah. Um, and then part of our, one of the other facets that we do is when we get, we get um, items in and you know, we have a lot of things that are donated. When we get a surplus of those, or maybe it's something that's not really probably reusable mm-hmm. or sellable, we can bundle our uh, service mm-hmm. and they can use those items that's to sell idea. in their stores. Because a yeah. lot of stores in, in the United States don't get the donations like we do. Right, right. So um, that is another source of income for mm-hmm. us that we're paid for those bales by Very nice. the pound. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. There's lots of ways to recycle mm-hmm. and prevent things from going to the landfill yeah. and help save our community. Absolutely. So, uh, Brenda, how's the fundraising going for that? You are the fundraising chair. Yes. So how are we doing? It's, it's a big learning curve, <laughs> but, I, but I have help. Uh-huh. Um, we've raised uh, about 186000 so far. Good. Um, so it's it's doing well. We we have a steering committee is mm-hmm. what they call it, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, it's a small group of people that we've uh, put a name list together and we're reaching out to individuals and corporations, agencies, that kind of thing. Very good. Um, so we have started doing that and people have been very generous. Good. Um of course, we're looking for more. You know, you know, if we get really going on a roll here, maybe there'll be a third store. Who knows? <laughs> that would be great. We, yes, we always but, need more good thrift stores. Yes. Because they're, they're really helpful in the community. Yes, mm-hmm. But as Kathy said, volunteers are always mm-hmm. of the utmost importance because I, I know one comment people have is that it's really hard to get um, in mm-hmm. on the – or you know, get a visit from yep. us. Yep. 
but it, it is limited by the number of volunteers. Sure. Sure. So the more volunteers we can have, the more the, you can do, the more we can do. Yeah. And, and those people that are uh, helping with donations to the store, as Kathy said, it's not just a store, right? Right. Those, those proceeds go back ministry. to the conferences and to the mission yep. of helping those in our community. Yeah. And I think the Sioux Falls community uh, does a very good job mm-hmm. because we, we work with agencies in the area. They work with us. Mm-hmm. If the need is really big, we can all work together yeah. and help the people that really need it. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, ladies, before we end, uh, I want to know two things we want everybody to know. How can they volunteer? In what ways? I know there's at least two ways through the store and through the parishes, correct? So how do they do yes. that? Um, you can just contact your local parish office okay. and they can connect you with one of us. Great. Um, they can also send an email to our website. We do have a website for them mm-hmm. to use. And so that is svdpsd.com mm-hmm. and they can find more information on there. Good. So. Um, and they can also start a conference in their parish. Absolutely. If they want. And do they contact you to find out how to do that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's another way you can volunteer. You can also volunteer at the store. Yes. You can volunteer at the store. That would be through the store manager. Okay. All right. And then you can also, uh, our Holy Innocence Ministry oh, is yeah. always looking for people okay. to help. So if you're not comfortable with those home visits or it's something you just kind of want to ease your way into sure. and, and figure out what it's all about, then we are more than happy to have you help us with that diaper ministry. It's very yeah. easy. It's only two hours each time they do it. And um, and they're great leadership over there yeah. that's, that's handling that. Yeah. So um, I would say if you have any questions, you can certainly call your parish office or you can call the store if you're not Catholic. You don't okay. have to be Catholic to volunteer right. for us. No, no. And um, and we can get you going from there. Yeah. Okay. So that was sdvpsd.com. Correct. And if they want to contribute to the campaign, do they also go to the website to do that, Brenda? Yes. Okay. And there's a spot for that, if I remember. I think I went in there and I saw there was a campaign button for there's donating. A don- yes, a donate yes. button. And you can give online on there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And please do. This is a fantastic ministry. Um, I, I know several people who are involved uh, in it, just recently learned they were involved. And there are people that I know in my life that are just wonderful people. I'm not surprised at all that they're involved. So <laughs> um, if you can volunteer for something like this, I think it's a good thing to do because it's just, you do so much um, and it's really impactful in the community. So think, is there anything else we missed before we go? May I say one more thing? Yes, please. If you're scared to even think about volunteering for this, that's good. (laughs) Pray about it. Discern what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. And if it still sticks in your mind, call right away to your parish office because God wants you to grow and to grow in holiness with others in community. Yeah. Thanks for that, Brenda. That's perfect. Thank you very much, ladies, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, I hope everything goes really well with the new building. I'm looking forward to it opening up on the west side. Oh, we're excited. (laughs) So are we. (laughs) 
All right. If you haven't found us on social media yet, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at SF Diocese. And of course, if you uh, haven't been looking in your email for the weekly email newsletter from the diocese, that is called Against the Current. So make sure you open that up if you see it in your email. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.